sweet home. I'm guessing you're not from these parts. We just moved down from New York. <laughs> Can't. Can't. Oh. No peeking. Let's give it another try. There's no reason we can't have children. We already tried twice. Both babies died. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Nobody told you? The previous owners. They got killed in this house. House of blood. God, I need another bottle. A real Van Gogh. Yeah, sure. Where did you get all this stuff? The room makes things. What do you need most in the world? I want a million dollars. How does it work? Who cares how it works? You just use it. The only thing more dangerous than a person who can't get what they want is a person who gets whatever they want. Get out of the house before it's too late. Where's the necklace you asked for? I can always get another. And another. And another. Hello there, and welcome to another commissioned fan critical podcast. And what is a commissioned podcast, I hear you ask? Well, if you are one of our lovely patrons who uh, donate lovely monies to us to help us, uh, you know, with running costs, uh, with uh, producing costs, all of these things, hosting costs, um, Feeding John costs. Yeah, we have to feed little John. Yeah, keep him happy. Um, If you are one of those patrons and you pay a certain amount of money, you get to tell us uh, what to talk about um, every now and then. And we've had a load of commission podcasts from our patrons. We've had things like Her, Inception, Hereditary, Midsommar. um, I can't even think anymore, Gareth. Great movies. No Country um, for Old Men. Uh, we've got Jojo Rabbit coming up, which I love personally as a film. Um, and this patron of ours, Chris Mayer, has predominantly commissioned horror podcasts for me and you to discuss, Gareth. Now, that yeah. is because me and you are the horror aficionados of Fan Critical. Would you say that is correct? I think that's fair. I think, um, you know... We- it's mostly because we look like we could star in a horror film ourselves. Mm. You be a weird little goblin creature that lives under the stairs and goes, you know. You'd be a uh, nightmarish, like a a nightmarish kind of um, murderer. Yeah, that who who goes, Arr. yeah. They, so they they do say I'm dead behind the eyes. I've heard, you know, they do say yeah. that about me. That's why I stick yeah. to podcasts. Uh, a format where Correct. no one can see and look into my apparently non-soul. Um, so, yes. It's a good medium for us. Mm, perfect. Perfect for us horror creatures. So, yes, we are here to discuss another horror film. Chris has asked us to uh, discuss a film that is located on Shudder. And no, Shudder are not our sponsors. But uh, if you <laughs> are into your horror films, I would highly recommend... Um, getting a monthly subscription to Shudder. It's essentially Netflix for horror movies. And on yeah. there, there are some there are some hidden gems, I have to say. The thing about horror movies that I think is a little bit different to other genres is they can be made on an extremely small budget and can be extremely effective. So 
just citing something like one of, I think, the greatest horror films of all time, The Blair Witch Project, which was filmed in eight days uh, on yeah. a budget of, I think, $20,000 or something around that. You know, if you think about the turnover that film actually create, like made, it made millions upon millions of dollars. It's one of the high, in terms of like profit, it must be one of the highest grossing profitable films of all time. And, and horror could sure. be done extremely well, uh, even through, you know, a tiny budget, a small crew, um, and mm. a very simple script or a simple idea or concept. Yes. Um, because, you know, <clears throat> sometimes not seeing the monster, you know, if you don't, if you don't have the CGI money to, to create the monster, not seeing the monster is actually scarier. You know, your imagination is far worse than anything that, that can actually be created. So, um, that's why Shudder's brilliant because it showcases so many horror films from smaller producers, smaller crews. Um, and I promise you, if you go on there and you like Google a recommended list of Shudder, you will find some fantastic horror films. Me and Gareth are, are working our way through a couple of them. We watched, uh, this isn't the film that we're doing today, obviously, but no, we watched no. Host recently. Host, on yes. Shudder. Which is, a, which is a horror film, Gareth. Where is it set? Well, it's, it's set over Zoom. It's a Zoom horror film, um, which is honestly, I recommend this to everyone who is into the sort of paranormal activity, sort of, you know, live or found footage vibe. It's a Zoom call that lasts 50 minutes, uh, a seance over Zoom. And obviously things go awry and it's a bit chaotic, but it's very good. Uh, and I would highly recommend going to watch that. Another film that was on mine and Gareth's list is actually one that, that Chris recommended, uh, which is the room mm. now that is the film that we're going to be talking about today and i hear some people go what room the one where that guy kept like a mother and kid in a room uh for ages at one of those oscars no not that one that is also a, that is a very good film but how do i describe this film gav let me pose mm. a question to you mm. if there was a room where you could go into the room and wish for anything in the world that is a material object. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What would you wish for? I would wish for yeah. the manager of Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, so I could give him a quick hug and I'd send him yeah. back. Send him back to do his work again. Okay, interesting. Interesting. It's fair, isn't um, it? Um I'll tell you what I'd do with him later on in the episode because uh, you know and it's not like that listeners it's not what you All think right. it is wow. wait, wait until later you'll see what happens um, so yes that 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 is that is the premise of the film the idea is this film is a thriller directed by a guy called christian volk volkman um and basically it's this couple who move into a house uh, they've just purchased this really cool looking house um and they're sort of in the sort of it's a it's a, it's a fixer-upper that's fair to say, Gareth, isn't it? It's a definite fixer-upper, isn't it? It's, it's a piece seen of better thing, days. Really. It's seen better days. Yeah, yeah. It's seen sure. better days, but they've got this great plan, and it's like gonna, they're going to be—it's going to be their forever home, and you know, and uh, you know they're, they're having a bit of fun. And the premise is they stumble upon this room in the house that has very Lovecraftian sort of machinery. Uh, in terms of the way that the generator is set up and stuff. It's, it, I can't really describe it to you, but lots of cables, glyphics sort of things going on. And yeah. they go into this room and by chance, somehow stumble upon the idea that whenever they go into this room and ask for something, it materializes. 
Okay, that is the premise of the film. What would and it's that simple? Couple move into a house um, and wish for something. What what do they wish for? And how does that spiral out of control um, and test their relationship in ways they never thought it could be tested? Uh, it's a pretty cool concept, isn't it, Gareth? Oh yeah, I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and you know, the 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 early part of this film, um, I think you know. It looks like a lot of fun. They they wish for the things that you imagine they'd wish for, like loads of money and alcohol yeah. and party yeah. costumes, and they're just having they're having a great time. Um, marshmallows, you know, yes. why not? Um, why not? Uh, anything you can fountain. possibly imagine. A chocolate yeah. fountain, yeah, uh, with marshmallows. Like a, with marshmallows in it, do a fondue, exactly. Like a chocolate fondue yeah, thing. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Some strawberries in there. Have a bit of fun with it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's how it starts out. It does start out very sort of a party vibe. They're ordering like money, uh, champagne. I say ordering. It's like there's a waiter in there. There's nothing in there. You just got to imagine this. It's just a room, right? And they're ordering like all this stuff. So as I said, like probably some drugs, some drugs mixed in there. So uh, some booze, um, you know, disco lights and stuff like that. It's a fucking, they're going crazy in this place. Like they're, you know, they're decorating this house. As I said, it's a shithole already because they've got to fix it up. Uh, it yeah. turns out that it gets even more messy because they're just pissed all the time. And, uh, you know, it's probably taking loads of drugs and going crazy, ordering loads of money. They've got literally a mountain of money. I can't describe to you how much money they have. It's like, if you've seen Breaking Bad season five, it's like that. Millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Um, and it starts out quite, you know, innocently, as I said, you know, but of course it takes a turn. And why does it take a turn? What is the one thing? And obviously guys, I'm just saying right now, there are spoilers for this film. If you haven't seen this film, go and watch this film, but it's also one of those films that I don't think it, it really matters that we spoil it. Just is fun to talk about. Um, some people don't mind when people talk about a film and then they go watch it for themselves and form their own opinions. Uh, but yes, there will be spoilers. We're going to go into the the sort of actual meat and bones of the story now. We've just sort of done the broad synopsis. So if you don't want to listen any further, feel free not to go watch the film. Uh, come back and listen to us. But this is where pause it, it here. Kick, come back. You pause from it here. here from here and then go watch it. It's only about an hour and a half, I think, and then come back. And uh, so basically. The the idea is that, okay, they want a kid, okay? So I think I think it's it's kind of it's important to say as well, like you know, the, there are there are a young couple. Um, we'll talk more about the fact that they want a kid soon. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, there's only I think there's a bit of a message here: the partying party lifestyle. That can only get you so far. That only lasts so long. And you can wake up with a hangover only a certain number of times before you start to look for something a little deeper, um, a little more mm -hmm. meaning in your life, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shall I go into the, the child thing now, actually? Yes. Um, you know, the, the background of the couple. Um, it becomes evident through conversations that they've had that uh, they have, they've tried to have children um, unsuccessfully in their their recent past and uh, so the idea of having of using this room to achieve that that dream is discussed um, and 
it's a little bit of a contentious issue between the couple. It it starts to sow some seeds of dis- discontent already. Would you say that that was fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a moral question, isn't it? That comes down to obviously this couple have had problems in the past conceiving or you get the sense that they lost a child quite late on in a pregnancy or something along those lines, which is obviously devastating. And that the the woman in this believes that, you know, I think her name is Kate, uh, believes that she can't have children now, essentially. So this room for her uh, enables her to have an opportunity to have something she never thought she could have and she desperately wants. Um, whereas the the man, Matt, uh, feels that this is obviously a violation of nature. Um, you know, it's just not right. You know, they don't know anything really about what's going on. I mean, yeah, I would be like, wait, 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 wait. We don't know anything about this fucking room. This is mental. There's got to be a catch here. Um, yeah. Hold your horses. Something's going to go tits up at some point. Uh, and it turns out that is what happens, right, Gareth? Because she goes and does it, doesn't she? She goes she and bloody, bloody does it. Bloody does Without it. Without his consent. Mm. And that's not on. Mm. That is not on. He rocks um, up. He's had a hard day's work somewhere or whatever he's been doing. He rocks back up in the house. He's like, oh, do, 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 do. What party should we have tonight? Should we have some like Euro pop? Or should I get like, should I like ask for Shaggy and he can come do some R&B? Or, you know, and then like she's crazy like, nah, don't worry, party. Get, get all yeah. the animals in. She's like, don't worry. Come here, baby. And he's ra- he's raging when that happens. Um, Absolutely, he's not genius. pleased. I mean, that's uh, that's that's for some people. That's a tough moment. Um, using natural systems, you know, like oh no, yeah, can't yeah. really do a party because uh, here's some news: I'm pregnant. That can be a pregnant. tough ask at that point. You've then got yeah. you've then got like you know six to nine months, depending on when you're told to prepare for that. Yeah, this fella. Comes in expecting, you know, animal, moose, chocolate fondue party. And yeah. um, instead good. it's like, no, 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 we've got this little little fella to look after now. Um, yeah. And and this is the interesting thing. As I said, there's bound to be a catch. With any of these, you know, make a wish situations, there's always a catch, you know. Um, turns out they discover through means of... He's raging, the man. He's, he wants to get rid of the kid. Um, so I think during one of the arguments, he takes the child outside of the house. Um, and what we see happen here is that the child begins to age at an alarming rate. I'm talking mm-hmm. like years in seconds. Every second is a year or maybe every two years is a second or something. It's crazy. It's like... It seems to be in a lot of pain as well. It's very painful. Imagine growing that fast. It must be mad. Um, so they rush the kid back in. So the kid was a baby. Now he's a t- uh, sort of a 10-year-old, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, you know... And the kid in this, I will say this, bloody weird bloody weird it gets weirder <laughs> he gets he gets yeah. very weird when he gets like because guess what guys he gets older because <clears throat> they put him outside he doesn't believe well this is interesting part isn't it Gav? the kid as he's growing up is like why can't i go outside and that is a perfectly normal question um you know why am i not allowed to explore and like leave the house and they're like no you can never go outside 
So yeah. what do kids do, Gareth? What do they do? They go outside. They rebel. Yeah. Um, yeah. This so, is it's yeah, it's uh, you know clearly taking inspiration from uh, the the Rick and Morty episode um, with the Gazorpazorp. from Gazorpazorp. He's he's told he can't go outside because it's like poisonous, poisonous air. Um, yeah, although in Rick and Morty it's not poisonous air, and he manages to go outside and just rampage and kill. Um, yeah. Whereas in he's this. Alien. F4. The baby yeah. or the oh. the kid does the cur- well curiosity gets the better of him, uh, so he does go outside yeah. again, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Turns out they weren't lying. He's like, oh shit! Turns out they weren't lying. I'm fucked. Um, <laughs> he comes back inside. He's about twenty years old. <laughs> yeah. So and and this is this is the interesting thing about this because the film takes the turn once the kid starts to age because. The kid has been, like, the father figure, Matt, is extremely distant, right? To the point of... Not interested. To the point... Not interested. He feels, I would even say, this is a strong word, disgusted at the situation. Like, he literally has... He can't feel any affection for this kid. Whereas the mother is the only thing this kid has, essentially. She's all all in. She is all in on being a mother. Yeah. Um, So... You have this interesting situation where the the son, who is now twenty but has actually been alive for like a month, um, resents the father but loves, adores the mother. And what actually happens is you get this very Oedipus complex happening between, uh, well, at least from the perspective of the son, don't you, Gareth? It's very um, disturbing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, this is <laughs> this is the problem when you're a kid who has suddenly become sort of seven or eight years younger than your mum, and you now reach you're now at an age where you're kind and of, she's really hot. She's really attractive. Let's just say that. And there's no she's other a very women. Attractive lady. She's, there's no other women in in <laughs> in his life. Um, <laughs> no. It's a yeah. It's a weird. Oedipical situation, I would say. Um, yeah, the, the, I think you know part of the um, um, part of like Freud's theory as well, isn't it? That um, like babies are attracted to their mother and have a an innate desire to kill their father. Um, that I, I haven't done psychology since I was about no. sixteen, so I might Sounds be misremembering like misrem- misrem- some of that, but. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, yeah. sure that is a Freudian theory, and uh, that that is sort of manifested in this movie. Some weird dynamics. I, weird dynamics. There, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. But one thing they do know is that the house obviously was previously owned by other people, and essentially, someone before them, years before them, uh, murdered their two parents. Uh, and is now in an insane asylum down the road. So Matt goes to investigate this, and he's like, "Right, you see, he finds this weird guy in there, who we now find out is essentially the kid. The same thing happened with a couple years ago. They, you know, wished for a kid. The kid got born. He went outside, started to <laughs> the kid age. Got born. Uh, he got born, and that <laughs> or he got wished into existence. He got born, and." 
But how is he still alive in the outside world? Turns out that you have to, if the people who made the wish die, essentially, then the curse is lifted. Convenient. Um, very convenient. Uh, mm. There's always a catch. I tell you, there's always a catch. <laughs> Never. Not, that's a lesson for life, listeners. Uh, nothing is ever good. There's always a catch. So. Nothing comes for free. Nothing comes for free. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, Rather than nothing is ever good. I'm not sure that's... Yeah. <laughs> no, that mine's way more eloquent. It's, yeah. You know, way more eloquent. I've yeah. had a drink. It's okay. Nothing it's is okay. ever good, it's, especially then what got born in the yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a foreign. We can talk. I've had a drink. It's absolutely fine. So, um, yes. So you've got that sub-narrative where they realise that, okay, if they kill the mother, uh, he will live. Uh, but obviously Matt doesn't want to do that. Matt would rather just the kid dies or whatever. Um, the room has this potential to not only span material objects. And when I say material objects, yeah, you could think very basic, like a bottle of whiskey or a fondue marshmallow fountain. Um, but you can also, it seems, create worlds of material objects. So what they had been doing with the boy is creating these amazing forests that they could explore, right? And that's quite cool. Like they open the door and there's just this expanse of woodland, um, you know, and I thought that was quite a, a lovely visual technique and it made the room Kind of like a, the simulation rooms that you get in Star Trek Enterprise and Star Trek, uh, you know, all the Star Trek shows. Uh, you know, they have these big rooms that they can create whole simulations of like Earth and other places. And I find that sort of technology fascinating. And it's yeah. very similar to that. Well, from a, a film perspective as well, it just it allows you to expand the yes. the set. Like yeah, the concept and the concept. Yeah. And the concept. <laughs> um, the concept needs a bit of refreshing at this point because there's only so much they can wish for, you know? Um, get him another so, PlayStation. Yeah, this is what I was saying to you. Just get him a bloody PlayStation, mate. Like, Honestly, come on. It'll be fine if you just do that. He can do that. He can. They he weren't can, even letting him watch films. Do you know what I mental. mean? Mental. Like, like, oh yeah, insane. sit here and sit here and do some drawing. Like, what is this? That, this that's what they kept doing. This isn't the yeah. Victorian age. Like, give him something the worthwhile. Film, the film is set in the here and now. You know, um, so it was bizarre to me that they didn't, you know, use film more. Or obviously, it's a rights issue with with this crew. I think this is a very small budget. Like I said small budget horror but just get him a playstation seriously it'll sort him out you know get him a headset he can take all his anger out on call of duty online because trust me that gets us very angry and then you know then he can just have a little nap wake up the next day same thing again that's basically your life explaining my life yes <laughs> uh, obviously with podcasting splattered here and there and and work of course but um yes the the story sort of takes a turn uh, towards its its climactic finale, when the you know Matt, the husband, uh, confronts uh, the now twenty twenty one year old kid who can hold his own, obviously. He's uh, called Shane, by the way. Shane. I yeah, don't... yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot about that. That's weird. I think, yeah, Shane. I think, to be fair, reminds me of The Walking Dead. Uh, we we neglected to mention yeah. that that um, the couple Matt and Kate are Belgian. 
they're, they're living in the US. Yeah. But they're, they're Belgian. Yes, they are and Belgian, yes. It, it's quite possible they've that called Shane, the kid Shane is is still Irish, a popular name. Irish name. Well, I know, but but maybe it's just catching on in Belgium. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, well, it doesn't Ireland seem the most... is still in the EU and Belgium is still in the EU. So maybe, you, you know, who knows? There you go. Poli- political, um, political. Yeah, political, critical. Um, anyway, enough of that. So the climax of the film, there's a tussle. Uh, Matt gets knocked unconscious. Uh, he wakes up. K- the kid and uh, Kate are missing. He figures they must be in imagination land, which is essentially what the room has created now. So he goes through the door into essentially <laughs> the same setting again. So it's like Inception. It's it's the woods and the house within, which is in the room, within the woods and the house. He goes to the copycat house uh, where he finds that Shane, the child, the weird, creepy child now, uh, is essentially raping his mother. Um, yeah, this was a weird scene, man. It was weird. I I didn't know what to feel about this. I think as well, you've the way that you've told that kind of misses the fact that we see most of that scene from Kate's perspective, where she thinks uh, it's fucking complicated. She thinks that uh, yeah, Shane this is, this is this is really hard is business, but stick Matt. with us. So yes, so. so Shane has pretended has now gone in and pretended to be Matt using the power of the room, presumably. Yes. So he so looks. They like look the Matt. same. Doppelganger. He's yeah. doppelganger. He looks like Matt. So they both look the same. And the husband and the kid. Kate and is he's using that. Kate's yes. now presumably in imagination version of the house because she yes. got knocked out. Yes. And then she's come yes. to, and apparently Matt is there, being like, "Don't worry, I, I killed him. Um, we're all good." And so then they start sort of going about their business around the house and Kate's sort of a little bit suspicious. She's like, hmm. He's acting a bit weird. He's acting a bit weird. Yeah. Then he says things that Matt probably wouldn't say. And then um, she's like, hold on a second. This isn't this isn't right. So then then she clocks and that's when Matt he tries to rape her. Fake Matt, who was Shane, tries yeah. to rape her and real uh, Matt... Sh- sh- walks oh, in busts in the door yeah it's um it's actually quite a difficult watch this this section but it's all a bit hectic and frantic and i think the concept gets a bit out of hand here um i like the i i think this is the thing that comes to me with this film and we'll, we'll give it a blueberry score at the end but i think the concept is very interesting and i think with a bigger budget and i think with a bit more sort of finessing around the script, yeah, it could be something really good. Like I'm talking, it's. I think the idea is fantastic. Do you know what I was thinking about? Like after we watched it, I was thinking this would be a really good Black Mirror episode. Like hour and a half, feature length, some sort of technology which gives you whatever you want. Um, you know, I find that very interesting. I do like the Lovecraftian sort of weirdness of the room you know the fact that there is nothing there's it's not technology really it's like or it's technology we can't comprehend i love that but it's I like think a the concept it's like yeah. a vision of future technology from 
the turn of the century, like the the twentieth century, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like how yeah, yeah. somebody in nineteen oh one might imagine would future technology would look like. Yeah, room. exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, but I didn't. I think. I think there's stuff in here that's really good. Um, but I'll talk. This is where it starts to fall apart a little bit, and we'll get on to that now. So, uh, the two mats, obviously one being the kid, um, have a wrestle again, um, and. It's that whole, oh, which one's the real one situation, uh, which I don't love. I, I don't again, love that in, in films. Rick and Morty inspired. Um, once again, Rick and Morty inspired. And um, eventually, Kate figures it out. Uh, she pushes, they, they run back through the room, uh, the fake room. And somehow, I can't remember specifically how, but they get the, the sun outside into the open world where he begins to age viciously and essentially decay into dust before their eyes, going through his whole uh, 30s, 40s, 50s and onwards until he essentially decays into dust and blows away in the wind. Um, It's just a bit manic, isn't it, guys? It's just a bit... It feels a bit... I don't know. Like, they just went a bit too far with it, I think. Um... And as I said, if if they were going to go further, the mon- money might have helped and a bit more finessing of the script um, and maybe a few better performances. I, feel I don't like know. We're being it's hard to put my finger on. On it because, yeah, well, I think we had that discussion at, at the time. It's We know that there's something that we didn't love about this part of the film in particular, but it's hard to say exactly what that is. I don't know whether it's a bit rushed or whether it's a bit sort of on the nose in a way like that this could have been more it could have been more psychological i think um and instead it's it seems very it's almost very literal they've just they've gone with a very yeah it feels literal i think they could have gone more creepy with it i think they could have gone a lot more sort of slow pensive simple uh, and creepier yeah you know I think a room within a room and like I said creating this world within the room is a cool idea but it's not necessary I think they could have kept it to no they're just trapped in this house with this kid that's a bit crazy you know because yeah. it's been created and and that tension is is almost enough but like I said there's there's some things in here there's a massive cliffhanger at the end which is uh, once again interesting which is they're at a motel uh, Matt and Kate, and they've obviously survived this horrible ordeal, which has somehow brought them closer, you know, through all of the negativity. And um, she's pregnant. Now, this is interesting because the way the sequence is shot earlier when Shane is trying to, you know, I, I assumed he was trying to have sex with with his mother, it turns out that the plot point here is that he did successfully do that, I think. Um, and now I think the implication is now that she has a baby, which is a product of her son who was created by the room. Very complicated and very creepy in a way. Um, yeah, that is what they were going for, right? I think so. I think so. I mean, she looks she looks scared um, and not happy when she sees that uh, that is a positive pregnancy test. So I can only imagine that's the implication because if, if it was, if it was from, uh, 
from relations with Matt, she would be delighted. Um, so unless this is just a message to say she's well put off just from ch- childbearing kids uh, in general, raising yeah. kids after that, after that I terrible don't think it is. I months. think it's a sort of, it's, it's a twist, isn't it? It's, it's the old, it's the old twist. They've just gone for the, it does feel a little cheap, but I, I think that once again, the idea is interesting. I just think maybe the execution was slightly off. If you were to score this film, then Gareth, let's say we, so we've listeners, I know it's been a bit of a crazy, uh, it's a simple concept, but as you can see from us discussing it, it goes to some pretty crazy places. But if you were to describe this, Gareth, in a blueberry rating per se, or give it one of those blueberry ratings, what would you give it? Well, look, I don't have one of these rooms where I can just wish for whatever I want. So no. I've only got fondue, chocolate. Exactly. I've only got a limited number of blueberries to give out. Um, yeah. And five is the maximum. Five is the maximum. Zero is the minimum. I'm not going to give it zero, um, but I, I certainly don't want to be using up five of my precious blueberries on this. It's going to be a three then, isn't it? Well, do you know, the other thing that it, it's, it's worth pointing out is that we can't possibly halve anything either. No, um, never half a blueberry, No, no. And so for that reason, I'm going to go on the slightly positive side and give it three blueberries. I will tell you, it was close to being a two blueberry film. Uh, but the the only reason that I was going to be that harsh on it is that it's not scary. I didn't find it scary at any point. And um, I was a bit disappointed by that because the, the concept and the, the setting, you know, they're pretty isolated in this this house. I think it's in... It's in like Maryland or something, Maryland. like like yeah. rural Maryland, and so yeah, you know, yeah. they're pretty isolated. And um, it's a creepy looking house. It could have been a creepy movie, and I think they let us down on that front. But um, in terms of the the concepts and the ideas, um, it it's really good. And there are def- there are definitely some moments in there that. Uh, they're enjoyable. I, I'm with I'm with you. I like that kind of Lovecraftian element to it, and um, and and yeah, some of the ideas are great. The execution isn't. Mm. Um, mm. But I'm yeah, gonna give I, I'm gonna I, give it that three. Yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna agree with you on the three. I was also flitting between a two and a three. It never reached a four proportion because I I just feel they missed a trick with creating an atmosphere. Um. Because I think they almost had it. I, there were moments where I was like, okay, this is, they've got some, all the elements seem to be coming together in a way. And the idea I like, but you know, some films just make you feel claustrophobic or make you feel uh, Edge, uneasy or like, d- yeah, slightly they make disturbed. your, the hairs on the back of your, you, you know, your neck stand up. Just the idea of the situation. Like you said, it's an isolated location, a house which they can't escape essentially. Because you know, of reasons that we've explained, and uh, at least the kid can't. And it's it just felt like it missed something. It just missed the you know something to bring all of those elements together and create an atmosphere that made it edge of your seat horror. You know, exactly. Instead, it felt more like psychological thriller, and that's fine. Um, but it didn't really. It just didn't really do it for me, but a three is still an okay score. Like because I think that I think that there's stuff in there that's really good. I wouldn't be surprised if this concept comes up again um, 
in on another a film. Budget. Yeah, on a bigger budget, or if someone picks up the idea and redoes it, because once again, this is an international film. I wouldn't be surprised if someone might see this and and try and make a a Hollywood type version of it, because I think there's stuff in there that's really good. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the room, guys. Uh, if you haven't seen it and you've listened to us talk about it, then sorry for spoiling it, but go see it and see what you think. Like as I said, it's weird, and there's stuff in there that's really good. Um, just the execution's a little off. I mean, Chris, I hope you liked our review of it. Um, sorry we didn't love it, but that's okay. Like, you know, I, I think, I think you can see what we're trying to say about some of the things, uh, in this film, some of the concepts, uh, the setting, uh, the performances that, that just didn't gel together for us. But if they did for you and, and you think it's a five, that's 100% fine. Len, if um, yeah. if anybody who is listening has seen this or goes on to see yeah. this and wants to let us yeah. know what they think of it, how could they do yeah. that? Uh, yeah, email us. Uh, we haven't been receiving emails for a while because we haven't been discussing any shows, but we will uh, accept all emails, of course. Uh, you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That is in the show notes at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. What is a more effective way, though, is if you join our Patreon. So as I said, this is a commissioned podcast. If you give us some precious monies every month, uh, you get access to bonus content. You can access over 20 cast episodes that are on our Patreon. More will come out every month. Uh, hopefully, we've got a few coming out soon. Uh, and that is where we re- a short podcast where we recast films with different actors. At this time, in this current state of uh, the movie industry, which has been absolutely decimated by COVID, as has a lot of people's lives and livelihoods. I know it's it's been a terrible year uh, for a lot of people, and I'm sure this year is still going to be tough. But until the cinema Don't industry recovers, no, I'm not. I'm just saying that you know we've 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 really enjoyed having commissioned podcasts, and also our how the fuck have you not seen oh, that have, series? Yeah. Because because it gives us something to talk about. Uh, that we love you know and 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 you guys telling us what to talk about is always good uh, it saves us a job of figuring out what to talk about so yes go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical and you too could commission a podcast of your choosing uh, on anything you like That's that is a film basically. you as well not 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 you to the irish band although they could if they pay us money you too could if bono wants to give us money he can he gives money all the time to everything so give us some money bono um and that's it that's it for this uh, commission podcast. Thank you for the commission, Chris. Uh, thank you, Gareth, for coming over and watching The Room with me. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll get a horror commission again soon. So, Chris, get thinking of the next horror film. Yeah, we love our horror nights. So give us something to watch, but make it super scary. Give us a scarier time, one. Give us a really scary one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a scary one. Let, make Gaz jump out of his seat like he does every time we watch a horror film. I so, honestly, good. like literally, I'm, I'm a proper like cushion hugger. And yeah, I know you are. I it's weird. Sort of, yeah, I know. And I like lean up against you and hug a cushion. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't <sighs> no, that's what I anyway, do. Um, yes, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, once again, go check this film out. Join Shudder. Watch horror films. They are amazing. And we'll catch you uh, in a podcast very soon. Latest, guys. Bye. What the fuck is wrong with you? I took a shortcut. You used the room to make a baby. A baby is not a thing. Yes, it is. One, two, three.
never take that stuff outdoors. I'm not doing this. Feel free to leave anytime you want. I want to be with you forever. Are you afraid of him? Of course I am. You're not a real person. Man wants to be free. But first, the creator must die. You said we'd be together forever. Mr. Room, come with me. Speed.